Greetings and welcome to Legally Uncensored. I am your host, certified and family law attorney, Demetria Graves in Los Angeles, California, or more specifically in Pasadena, California. And today we are going to talk about the RFO. So in previous episodes, I'd spent some time talking about when to file for divorce, what that looks like, timetables, kind of what you need to do to get your divorce finalized. I speak a lot about making sure to try to be as amicable as possible with your spouse, not only for your own mental health, but to save money and to get the process done as quickly as possible. But what we all know (laughs) is that everyone does not get along while they are going through the divorce process. So I wanted to talk today about what happens if there is a disagreement and you do need guidance from the court, what is the process to do it? So the infamous RFO is what we call a request for order. And we're going to talk about today what that is, why you need to do that, when you need to do that, where you do it, and most importantly, probably how you do it. There are other mechanisms to get in front of the court as well, which I will briefly touch on, but I think it's important to be informed of what you need to do, the proper mechanisms to get in front of the court to get any disagreements handled while you are going through your process. So first, let's talk about what the RFO is. RFO is short for request for order. That is a fancy way of saying a motion to the court, basically. A request for order is essentially the mechanism that you use to get whatever issue there is that you have with your significant other in front of the court. My previous divorce podcast, I talked about divorce, at least where I am, I'm in Los Angeles County, is party driven, right? You file, the other, you or your spouse file, you or your spouse responds, you kind of move the case forward. You might have sometimes get a reminder from the court that you're not moving as fast as they probably would like you to. But in terms of getting it done, it is heavily party driven. So if you want things to happen, that is up to you or your ex to file documents in the court to tell the court that there's an issue or that you're ready to move it along. So essentially, the RFO is the mechanism to get non-emergency matters before the court. So that is the way to alert the court to we need help on this particular issue. So it's just a fancy way of saying a motion to the court. What you do need to understand is the orders that are made until your divorce are final are temporary orders. So it's basically a way to establish a new status quo until you get to the point that the divorce is final in what we call a judgment. Now, is the RFO the only mechanism to get in front of the court? No, 
We'll talk about what we call an ex parte later, but that is the main mechanism that we typically use to get in front of the court. So why do we do this? I think I touched a little bit on this. Unfortunately, parties don't always get along. You need something in place so everyone knows what to do, what to expect while the divorce is going forward. It helps resolve disputes and help the parties kind of focus in on finalizing the divorce. It gives the parties and a lot of times the children of the parties clarity of what's going to happen while everyone is going through the divorce. And once whatever issue is resolved by the court, it allows the parties to kind of move forward. So when do we typically see this? Typically, the most probably common is custody and visitation. When there are parties that just really can't agree to what or where the children should go during this proceeding. Um, if there's an issue with where the kids will go to school, if there's an issue, if one party wants to go and live somewhere else, or if there's an issue with child and spousal support, if there's an issue of where, if one party wants to live in the house and wants the other to move. So as you see, there's an array of reasons why this would happen and why the parties need to get in front of the court. So when is the best time to do this? As I mentioned before, I think it is crucial to try to hammer some of these issues out ahead of time. I think it saves time. I think it saves money. And most importantly, I think it saves distress of all the parties involved. So when to do it, when you start to see that there's a problem on the horizon, right? That the two parties involved aren't getting along. Things are starting to escalate a little bit because what we'll talk about later is it, it does take some time to actually get in front of the court. So if you start to see that the disagreements are escalating, there's more fighting about a particular issue that will be a time to start either talking to your counsel or you yourself start getting the documents together to start preparing to go in front of the court. Where is this RFO file? So when you file your initial divorce documents, you will be assigned to what we call a home court. The home court is where everything will be heard during the course of your divorce. Again, I'm in Los Angeles County. Different counties might do it a little different, but here we have what's called a home court. You'll be assigned a home court when you, you are your spouse file. You will know what judge you have, what department that is. So that's where this RFO will go. Typically speaking, and I, I think the courts are doing a really good job of rebounding from COVID delays. You'll get a court date typically between 45 and 60 days. And so know that you file, but yes, there is, there's a waiting period. So if you can't come up with a temporary fix until you get into court, that's great. Unfortunately, it doesn't move much faster than that. So there's a 40, about a 45 day waiting period. And I mentioned before, is there a quicker way to get into court? Well, and 
in limited circumstances, if there is what we call an emergency, meaning there's immediate harm, immediate, meaning somebody is trying to kidnap a a child, something has happened to that child in the custody of the other parent, a true emergency, then there is a mechanism to get into the court on an emergency basis. But most courts are extremely strict about what they will hear on the emergency basis because for an ex parte fancy way of saying emergency, you are cutting the line. So all the people that filed their documents 45 days or 60 days ahead of time, you are basically cutting that line to have an emergency order heard. So I would highly suggest if it's not an emergency File it on a regular RFO basis because judges get a little frustrated when people cut the line for issues that are not emergencies. So how does this happen? What do you need to do? What I typically like to do if I have a client and we filed and we've tried to kind of work out some of these issues with the other side and it's just not happening, then we start talking about filing a a request for order. So like everything else in in family court, it is heavily form-driven. So there are forms. Luckily, you can find on the website, if you go to Los Angeles Superior Court, it has a lot of family law forms of what you need to do. So there are forms that you complete. And basically... You are telling your side of the story, basically, to the court in terms of why you need the orders that you are requesting. And so please keep in mind. So let me set the stage for you. Most cases are more, most courts have about, now because of some restrictions, I would say 15 to 20 matters in front of them each morning and sometimes in the afternoon. So with that said, you want to get right to it. You want to tell the court what it is you want, why it is you want what you want, and a brief summary of how we basically got to where we are. The court doesn't want to hear how much you dislike the other party, how much you don't like the new girlfriend or boyfriend, how much you know, they call you or whatever it is. So you want to make sure that you hone in really quickly on what you want and why you want it, right? That for me, that allows the court to say, okay, this is not a lot of fluff. They know exactly what they want. Let me identify this issue and address it. Because if you make it so hard for the court to find what it is that you're asking for, Then it makes the process a lot longer. That might mean the court doesn't call your case until later in the morning because they can't kind of decide exactly what it is that you want. So make it very concise. Make the court aware on the onset of reading your documents. You know, these are my requested orders. I want 50-50 custody. I want to be able to talk to my children at on these days and I want them to attend these activities. Bam, bam, bam. One, two, three. So the court knows exactly what you want. And then you can give the court some detail as it relates 
to what you're asking for, for the court to make decisions. That way, the court is not, like I said, going through trying to figure out what it is that you want. Another tip that will help you with being really, really concise is having your documents together, making sure that you have either hiring an attorney to help you complete the documents, or you have done your research and know exactly what the documents involved are. And the court is not trying to figure out, you know, what document goes with what you're asking for. So I know it is a lot to decipher through, but it is extremely important. And another really, really big hurdle that I find that a lot of people don't clear appropriately if they don't talk to someone or they don't have counsel is properly serving the other side. So yes, this is your request for order. Yes, you are requesting the court to make particular findings and to help you clear an issue that's in front of the court. However, the other side has a right to know what you're asking the court for. So you want to make sure that the other side is aware that you're going to go to court and ask the court for your particular um, request. So each state, each county has rules in terms of how the other party is served and more importantly, how much time you have to give the other side to respond. Here in Los Angeles County, it's about 16 court days That means Monday through Friday, excluding holidays to get the other side, your requests. And you will have it for the most part way ahead of that time to be able to do that. You cannot serve the other side. Remember, we talked about this in another podcast. You as the party can't serve, but anyone over the age of 18 and please not a child (laughs) of your relationship or not either one of your, your children in particular can serve the other side so they are aware that you're asking. The other side will have an opportunity to respond. And if you file the request for order, you will have the last opportunity to do what we call a reply. And a reply is just you get to address if there's any discrepancies of what you feel is in their their moving documents. And so what this does, so once you have filed, once you actually have identified the issues, and that's another another thing. Yes, there might be a lot of things that you want the court to handle, but there's only so much the court can handle on a temporary basis versus once you get into the weeds of the divorce and kind of handle all of those issues. So for a temporary basis, I would say identify what needs to be addressed immediately. So a lot of times that is custody and visitation, Sometimes the parties can't sustain uh, mortgage payments or are we going to sell the house right away? If there's child support and spousal support concerns. And then another really big issue is sometimes one party needs assistance with getting help with paying their attorney fees. So there are certain things that need to be addressed right away. If there's other things like division of retirement and other things that can wait, I would suggest you wait on those things and hone in on what needs to be addressed immediately because what is ordered in the request for order 
unless the parties agree otherwise, are what we call temporary orders. So basically, it's the court is putting a Band-Aid on these issues until your divorce is final. So custody and visitation orders are temporary. Child and spousal support orders are temporary. Everything is temporary in a way to allow the parties to kind of put those things aside, have temporary fixes while they go through their divorce. So it's just a way, as I mentioned before, for the parties to have some clarity of what's going on on a temporary basis, allow the children to have some clarity um, in terms of where they're going to be, where they're going to go to school, what's going to happen during this process. And what I, I, I like to say is, like I say about everything, once you file for your divorce, if both parties have attorneys, that's a good time to start talking. Like, what do we need to do right now to kind of make the parties as whole as possible while we go through, through a divorce? I think it's worth having a conversation first to see if there's something you can agree on. You might be pleasantly surprised that there are things that the two of you can agree on in the beginning to avoid the filing of the infamous RFO. If you can come to an agreement, yourself and or your counsel can draft what we call a stipulation. A stipulation is basically an agreement that the parties have come together and decided, hey, this is what we're going to do on some of these issues. And that can be filed with the court. And once the court signs it, it's a court order. So you don't have to do an RFO. The parties can agree on their own, file it with the court, and that can be a court order. And as I always say, it's always great if the parties can come together themselves and come up with resolutions in terms of custody and visitation, support, who's going to live in the house, attorney fees and costs. That saves you a lot of time. It saves you a lot of money. And most importantly, you get to decide what's happening for your family and for your lives on this, you know, on this journey. So that's, that's something that you can consider as well. If, is there anything that the two of you can stipulate to, um, to avoid filing the RFO? Another good um, benefit that I, I do believe comes with the RFO if the two parties are unable to come to a resolution as it specifically relates to custody and visitation is the parties are ordered to go to conciliation court and are what we call mediation. So that allows the parties to talk to a third party professional to help you try to come to a resolution for custody and visitation. Here in Los Angeles County, it is mandatory that you attend mediation. It is not reported to the court. The court doesn't know what the party said. But again, it's another way to try to get the parties involved to come to a resolution about what is in the best interest of their own family without a court having to tell them to do so. So yes, I still stand by my amicable... Um, someone told me I am a kumbaya attorney. It's not that I'm a kumbaya attorney. I just like the parties to try to, uh, my son is laughing at me, but I try to get the parties to understand it is so much better to come together, try to resolve it. It's um, 
less expensive for you, not just in money, but in um, peace of mind, if you can come together. But I do want you to also understand that there are mechanisms mechanisms in place that if, you know, you can't, you just can't do it. And sometimes parties can't, then this is the way to do it. The RFO is your, the proper mechanism to get in front of the court. And you want to present in a way that you understand that this is business. You're asking for these particular things and you want to stay focused on those things. You don't want to get into the weeds and start throwing mud on the wall just to see what sticks to make the other party look bad. You want to identify right away what it is you want. Be very concise in what you want. Make sure your documents are filed appropriately. Make sure the other side has been served appropriately. And then if you both have attorneys, the attorneys have to do what we call meet and confer. That's just another fancy way of saying that the the attorneys have to talk to see if they can come to some resolution. As you see, the courts kind of are kumbaya too. They try to make sure that the parties talk. They try to make sure that the attorneys are talking because the, the courts know it as I know it. It is always better to try to come to a resolution on your own rather than waiting the 45, 60 days to get into court. Then once you get to court, then it's out of your hands and it's out of the other party's hands, right? So then you're, you're putting your matter in the hands of a court that has no idea of your family needs, your children, your lifestyles, nothing. So yes, the mechanism is there. Yes, it is very popular in divorce cases, but as I always say, there's always a way to do it different. So in our next meeting together, I'm going to tell you tips about what to put in your documents, what you should be focusing on, what is important for the court, what the court really wants to know in terms of your requests. Okay. So I hope you enjoyed our discussion today on the RFO as the appropriate mechanism to get in front of the court. Again, I am your host, Demetria Graves. I can be found on all social media platforms at Demetria Graves and or Legally Uncensored. So until next time.